This episode of At Scramblin' University brought to you by Cannabinoid Natural Foods. Live naturally. All of our products can be found at www.cannabinoidnaturalfoods.com. Easy checkout, super great products, no artificial dyes or fragrances. All CBD and CBD is derived from USDA certified organic hemp. Feel comfortable, great products made for real people. Enjoy. Now, on with our episode. What is that scrambling up to today? fish rolling in the background. Uh, there, this is Axela. I think I forget what comes up next. Uh, I'll forget, but my pet cat is about three songs in. This is the best version he's ever done. It's like a 1950s Disney uh, Halloween album for kids. Um, it's supposed to be scary. Uh, they did that for the second set on Halloween um, uh, for my anniversary. Or for my honeymoon. After Candace and I got married at Key Arena, uh, or on the way to the Key Arena show, <laughs> we kidnapped a bunch of people. Ah, the story. Uh, so, uh, yeah, yeah, so the honeymoon, two weeks later, we went to see Fish uh, at the MGM for Halloween, and the second set was uh, a Disney Kids album that they fishalized. Um, the, uh, my Pet Cat, you'll hear it. This is a, now, they, now they just riff on it as an improv. It's a great song. Um, Oh, let's see. Ah, uh, jeez. Friday, Friday. So much fun stuff. Uh, show updates, show updates. Uh, oh, well, shit. Okay, okay. Get the fucking clerical work out of the way. Clerical work, clerical work. Bitcoin's, uh, man, it bounced back off its bottoms and uh, had a little drawback uh, back down around 41,000. Um, but how does the rest of the crypto world uh, react in accordance to that? So close last night, you're looking at uh, about 15.2 ether per Bitcoin. So if you noticed uh, Ethereum is weakening a little bit against Bitcoin, um, then you've got uh, um, XMR is Monero, uh, 134 to one, right? The thing I like about Monero is, look at how, 
just straight across that graph is, um, it is, uh, it really just, it just tracks, just goes straight. Uh, it just seems to have found a little niche. But anyway, that's just my thoughts on it. Uh, 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 Litecoin straight at about uh, 239 to 1. You notice how Litecoin's going towards the bottom of the graph, meaning getting stronger against Bitcoin. Um, and then, uh, oh, you got the good old uh, BCH, which is Bitcoin Cash. Um, when Bitcoin forked originally, the original BTC forked the first big fork that everybody really talked about, right? Uh, Bitcoin Cash was created, uh, uh, which is now trading a 386.5 to one against Bitcoin, right? So Bitcoin's a big brother for sure. Um, but Bitcoin Cash, the original fork was created because they saw the each block, right? We talked about back in episode one, at Scrambling University, uh, um, we talked about um, that crypto is just basically an Excel spreadsheet, right? It's going to sell A1 to A2 to A3, some work on time, some work on other things, but it doesn't matter. But anyway, just giant spreadsheet and that sells the information in each cell. What's going to get so gigantic, right, if we if we used Bitcoin to buy bubblegum? Um, cause each transaction is a thing that has to be added in. Right. And then you got to take each cell to the next cell and it would get so unwieldy that it couldn't work. And there you could only do so many transactions a second. The whole world wanted to use it as a medium, like MasterCard to just Bitcoin BCH or, or BTC, the gold standard, the, 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 the wealth sink. Right. Um, it isn't able to be traded like that. So back in the beginning, uh, right, you have you have this like identified problem like, okay, if we're going to use Bitcoin to buy bubblegum, it's going to have to support, you know, the current like 100 million transactions a minute or whatever the F goes through the uh, Visa network. It, it's a lot. It's a number that that would not have worked for Bitcoin in its original configuration if you were going to use Bitcoin to buy bubblegum, right? So nature always finds a way. Um, So the system was going to have to evolve, right? Or it could run as is, but then like that's the whole, that will, yeah. The the pro and cons arguments as to why they should have split Bitcoin are both valid. Uh, which is kind of fun when you're watching it from an outsider's point of view because everybody's passionate about their thing, but they're looking at it from their perspective. So is what it is. Um, it forked Bitcoin Cash's thing is um, it, it's lighter, basically. I'll just say that. Uh, so it 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 moves easier. Uh, it's more transactionable. Um, cheaper cost to transact, quicker. So that whole group, right, sees the potential to wipe out, like, all the visa fees and terminal fees, right? They want to get, they're going after the banksters in that way, right? Whereas the original Bitcoin BTC group that wants it to be more a store of wealth, not a thing you trade for knickknacks, they're going after and cutting the knees out of the banksters just the exact opposite way right they're attacking like storable wealth trade turning it onto the chain 
where the BCH guys are going after the transactional, the banks make a lot of money on their transaction fees. If you think about it, once you've got the pipeline, you don't do anything, right? You just collect rents. Well, you've built, they've built the apartment building of the Visa network, right? And now they just collect rent. So all of us get to work our ass off and go build stuff and try to find customers and try to do the interlinking and finally get the sale to happen. And if you're really lucky as a small business, come the end of the year after all the bullshit and paid all the bills and all the fees and all the licenses and all the bloodsuckers, you know, nah, you're all 10% to the bottom as a corporation. You're doing a pretty good job, um, right? And for the privilege of allowing you to like use their network to make your sales happen, they want three and a half percent plus a fixed fee. So yeah, call three to four percent. So as a whole business, your whole entity, all the work you do, <laughs> you're going to make like 10 percent. To the bottom, right? And they're just dropping three and a half percent on every transaction you do. Think how much money you spent to make that stuff happen. They have been granted a right by the government, right, to do the banking. <laughs> So they're going to let you transact with your neighbor or they're going to make it easier for you, easier for you, right? Then they've got to mail you dollar bills and you've got to mail them shit back. So somebody had, they're, they're facilitating the transaction, right? That's what they do. Their facilitation cost right now is like three to 4%. If you just move your transactions to Bitcoin Cash, you take all the money out of the banker's hand, all of it, they get zero. And you as a small business decrease your cost of sale. I don't know. Nickel instead of, instead of, you know, three bucks to get the money. So uh, the orders of magnitude, what you're just, anyway, 10, 10 to one, a tenth the cost. <clears throat> so now's the time. <laughs> The game is afoot, right? You, they wouldn't like jabbing, force jabs on kids, medical passports, complete dystopian reality, right? Giving $10 to some truckers suspends your entire business accounts and your life and you're frozen out of food from society. The masks are off. They're off. They are off. They're having to start nuclear plants on fire now to do, just to get you to pay attention. So what if you just don't pay the fuck attention? Don't. Ah. Hey, look, we got a guest. Okay, I need to take a break because I haven't hit the bong yet this morning. So we got, uh, okay, and you guys are hitting my link. I'm oh, so fun. Okay, I'm posting. I'll tell you about posting links. Okay, Mark, you are on the air. What do you got? Well, that was a little out of nowhere. I don't know if I have anything. Audio, audio. Oh, it should be on. It's on. It's not on. Ah, see if you can figure out your audio. Uh, yo, here, maybe I can do it on my end. I can unmute you. Okay, try that. Try that. All right, does that work? Fuck. <laughs> Shit. My audio is not messed up. Edit mic settings. Let's see what I can do. Uh, hey, edit mic settings for Mark. Mic volume up. Does that work? I can't. I can't hear you at all. Try, try just popping back in. All right. Ah, oh, super cool. Hey, we're gonna have a, we're gonna have a, we're gonna have a, a, a caller. Woo! Ha ha! Oh, so fun. Yeah. Okay. So I published that link. Um. Okay. 
I got to get used to doing it. It's a new thing. <clears throat> on my website, foodforestfarms.com, foodforestfarms.com. Oh, that reminds me. Throw the, throw the fucking scroller on so that you guys can see it. Um, so <clears throat> um, if you go to foodforestfarms.com, on the menu on the top, there's one that says media. Click that. I'm going to try to make that a hot link so it's always live to the show, but I have to update it every day. Okay, try that. Can you? All right, did that work? I'm not getting audio. I don't know why. Uh, let's see. When you are a guest, it's down on the bottom. Uh, there's one where it's like hide and show your camera, and there's another one that's a. that should be a little microphone sign. Hmm. It's got to be a system thing on your end because Stan and Nicole had this the other day. Some other program was using their mic. Oh, Lots Project is saying it's your audio. Okay, hold on. Uh, turn your... Oh, Brian's saying it's my audio. <laughs> yes, yes. Did that work? Yes. Uh, it was my audio. <laughs> if I have... Okay. So, okay, yeah, yeah. Runs your audio through my... Yeah, yeah. So I can't have... I had mine off so we weren't getting notifications and bullshit during the show. Hey, welcome. Thanks for the trainer. Hell, coming to the train wreck. <laughs> How you doing? Excellent. Yourself? Oh, fucking. Uh, okay. Here, I'll be doing much better. <laughs> what part of the world are you in? I, um, well, I am around you. I am either in Edmonds or in Hoodsport. Oh, 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 that's funny. So you do the back and forth thing too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. So you ferry it or you drive? No, I drive. I, um, I come up to Edmonds when um i have my son which is half the time and then i have an off-grid place that i go to when he's not with me oh and you go back around a hood spark yeah and you, can't take, you can't take the ferry these days the ferry's all messed up it's a two-boat weight you know uh, I, it's yeah it's random so it's so random you can't in, in the driving around is what probably within 15 minutes or whatever Exactly. After you wait for the ferry, yeah. Yeah, and the ferry. Yeah, driving a car, so you have what thirty bucks. I haven't, I haven't been on the ferry in two years with a vehicle. How much is it now? Oh, it's well. I have a big diesel truck, so it's twenty some dollars. Oh, because you're like oversized or whatever. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Hood sport. Yeah, you come to Squatch Fest in the fall. Uh, my place over there's over in Long Branch. Okay. Yeah. Or in the spring, uh, May 20th to 22nd. We just do a big old camp out. Whoever shows up, shows up. Nice. Well, that'd be awesome. Yeah. And I was, a, to, uh, I was hoping to talk to you about your coffee. Oh, yeah. Talk to me about coffee. Oh, I'll talk coffee all day. <laughs> well, I am um, I am in the process right now. I've received all my permits. And uh, I am opening up a glamping place, um, which is super remote at the base of Mount Eleanor. Oh my um, God, that's my favorite mountain. I used to I used to drive up that road till the truck would bog out and my brother and I would like hike up with snowshoes and snowboard down. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah, yeah. I'm a, oh, I'm, you remember that goat that they had to go fucking shoot because he shoot. like almost killed the hiker? Yeah. I, I, two weeks before that, him and I went at it on that same fucking trail. <laughs> oh yeah, I, I had the sense to get the hell out of the way. I knew the math equation against him. Nice. Then that foreigner guy took it by the horn, and then they went and shot the goat. <laughs> yeah, they just did another special hunt up there to to uh, shoot more of them. Dude, it, it's so no, yeah. If you don't know, if you're not from here, the Olympic side of of it's across the water from Seattle to the west, right? It's what keeps Seattle in the bubble. It's a it's a straight up really rocky kind of 
kind of more like the Rockies. The, if you look at Mount Rainier, it's volcanic. It's real round. But the, our Olympic mountains are just beautiful. So come out and stay at Mark's glamping spot in Hoodsport because, shit, you're going to have fishing right there and all that. Oh, man, yeah. I'm, I'm right next to – I have some of the best fishing at Lake Kokanee, which is lower Lake Cushman. Yeah, that's where I learned how to catch kokanee. So what do you, you wedding ring them? Uh, wedding ring them, yeah, with a little night, night crawler on the end. Yeah. But if you come stay, if you come stay at the glamp ground, um, I have a bunch of spots that you can only access uh, via hiking or biking or things yeah. like that. Like Lake so you're Melbourne. Back, you're back by the, by the backside of the lake? No. So when you go up the Lake Cushman Road, yeah. And you turn right to go out to Mount Eleanor. Yep. Right. I'm past Mount Eleanor. So I'm one of the only private properties. Yeah. Out in that that's, area. How'd you get that? That's all federal stuff. Yeah, exactly. I, I uh, was drinking a bottle of wine about 10 years ago in the middle of the night, came across it on the internet and bought it sight unseen. You're just like deal sold. Yeah, yeah. Some, yeah. Sometimes the crazy deals are they're real. Yeah. They're well. And, Nobody really wants it because I'm at least five miles from a power line, 10 miles. Well, I'm 14 miles from town. Right. You know, and that um, road's a, but hell yeah. That's yeah. Cool. And that road's a little bumpy, you know, and tight. I mean, most people, yeah, yeah. <laughs> my wife gets seasick driving over there. It's just like close her eyes. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, for the last 10 years, I've built my yurt and built out all my infrastructure. Um, so yeah, it's pretty sweet. Do you put it on hip camp or how are you renting it? No. So I'm actually um, doing my own website. Um, yes. Yeah. And I'm going to go with the booking channels. But put the, the link on the uh, comments down here. Are you on uh, YouTube or something? Um, not quite yet. So, oh, but shit. as soon as oh, I am. On, Tell me the site name. I'm going to put it in right now just so people can go click right. WW. So the site's not up yet, but it will be oh. soon within the next okay. 10 days. But oh, it's Olympic, Olympic Wilderness me. Base Camp. Boom. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. the, uh, so Brian from Lots Project's been cruising around a bunch. Um, and yeah, you just saying all, all the BLM stuff, you just, you can't even pull in. It's so busy. It's crazy busy. Yeah. Yeah. So no, I eventually for- decided to do this because over the last year, um, there's so much dispersed camping in our area. Like people are just dying to camp and there's no place for them to go. Right. Um, Right. Yeah. It's, well, yeah, the state parks are so bad. I mean, at least it's better than being in your house, but totally. God, yeah. Damn. You, you, I just don't like if your neighbor's cool and it turns into a little multi site party, that's one thing. But when they're like got little kids and want you to be effing like quiet at 9 30 and it's sunlight till like 10 30. Right. Come on, man. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. When you write your ad, it's hilarious. If you go look at my ad for Camp Suniki, because we yeah. run it on uh, uh, Hip Camp, I clearly state, like, what's the difference in, like, why would we come here? Because we don't have a lake or anything. We're just end of the road, end of the road. But yeah. it's like, you'll have an acre to yourself. You can turn your shit up as loud as you want and bring <laughs> all the instruments you feel like playing, and nobody's going to care. The, the coyotes will definitely not bitch. <laughs> yeah, that is awesome. Yeah, it it's funny, and I nobody's had a big party out there yet. Like, really? Yeah, I mean, I don't have anything like don't do that. Yeah, I mean, so you know, I people worry about shit that isn't going to happen. I think most. No, of that's 
It's so true. I talk to people all the time and they're like, well, how are you going to deal with bad guests? How are you going to kick people out? I'm like, well, I haven't even like, I'm just not anticipating that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You could usually, yeah. The bad ones usually kick themselves out really quick. I've never been in now for uh, fuck this our fifth year, I think. And yeah. you, it, so the, I write my Airbnb ad. If, if anyone out there's listening, go if food forest farms on my main page, all the little sub businesses, there's just a logo and a click and you can go see it. Uh, but if you read the ad, it clearly keeps Karen's the fuck out of my place. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it basically, it, I say I'm a working, we're a city farm. So I just say we are a working city farm. Everything here is, will kill or hurt you. Like you yeah. drown in the duck ponds. There's cutting tools and blades everywhere. Like children, highly not recommended. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I don't discriminate. Like you could bring a kid, but if you've been told in print, in the ad, in the main body, this is how it is. So yeah. yeah, good luck having a kid get hurt and then trying to use the Airbnb insurance policy. Like clearly says, right. This is what it is. Yeah. So, yeah just tell people what you want and you'll get it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the hardest part about all of this has actually been, which I didn't anticipate, uh, dealing with the county. They've just wow. been so difficult. What are you? Oh, you're uh, oh, you're doing your own website. And uh, you know what? Yeah. But, I don't but know. you know what? Here's here's what happened. Like even with temporary structures, yep. which shouldn't require permits. Right. Decks that are below 36 inches, which shouldn't require permits. Right. The county just stepped in and said, well, you're a business and we want to protect people. So you have oh. to get all these permits. OK. OK. So if you were actually a working farm that was filing form Fs for multiple uh, years, look up the statutes on temporary agricultural housing. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then you don't have, you're not a campground. You don't have, you don't have campers. You yeah. have people visiting an agricultural operation to see it live in action. And they may stay in the guest quarters to experience what it's like to work on a farm. That's pretty cool. That's a really good one to know. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I, yeah I learned that when uh, Costa Rica, the coffee farm I used to work on. Um, it's hilarious. We, we had to hire armed guards with shotguns to stand by the river <laughs> to keep the indigenous peoples like from going in the river and bathing and such. Right. Cause that violates rainforest like certification <laughs> standards. Cause you're, but we had to like, we had to build them Western housing and shove them into it. Wow. Where were they, you at? Like, we lived in the jungle. They're jungle. They're, so yeah, yeah. We, the Americans decided they were going to, so the, we had to build temp ag structures up to temp ag code. Toll just fuck, a couple cinder blocks and a dry roof and some electric nailed to the wall and you're good. Yeah, that's, that's great. Where were you at in Costa Rica? Uh, that big farm was um, right where the, uh, uh, south of San Jose, where the two yep. rivers go into the, the make the Candelaria and go out to the ocean. The coffee property that we helped manage was the middle of that triangle. Oh, nice. Yeah, about about 15, 20 years ago, I got fed up with my job at Microsoft, walked out the door, bought a sailboat, 30 days later, shoved off for two and a half years. Did you go south to Costa Rica? I went all the I went south, but I went all the way down to Ecuador. And then cross the South Pacific oh, and then up into Hawaii and then back here. 
and then came back that way. Okay, came back yeah. north. Yeah, it took, yeah, me, the took, took me nine years to get back, but wow. you know, <laughs> bringing a boat up the up the Pacific coast, straight up, holy, oh, I helped somebody reposition one from San Diego to up here. Holy shit. Yeah. It's yeah. Not, it was a big flat bottom, like uh 72 foot, like power yacht. That was, it was a Mediterranean thing. Right. So it wasn't a deep V. Holy shit. Talk about white knuckling in the Pacific with the like. <clears throat> oh yeah. Lost, lost the tranny outside of San Francisco, just South. And uh, so we only had one motor, and this, there's a pretty good storm rolling. We were like, fuck that. We're going in the bay. This thing's not going any further until she runs. Yeah, yeah. Well, and once you get up here, there's no place to hide. Like, when I left here and I turned out Nia Bay, yeah. gorgeous weather, and then 10 hours later, I swear the earth tilted, and there were 30-foot seas and big winds, and and you just well, have to stay out. You hit the shelf, right? So yeah. you know, I, when I bought my, I had a, a Catalina 42 uh, and it was in the river in Portland and I was like, F it, I'm just going to sail it up. But the, so the insurance company made me get a licensed skipper, right? Yeah. So this dumb fuck, you, Coasty, never like, I mean, he sailed, he could sail, blah, but it's not small boats, right? Like big boats, <laughs> but he's going to make easy money, right? So I had to pay him like three extra days because there was a storm. So he's just sitting down with the boat in the harbor while I'm waiting up here. Like I'm just driving down when we go. He's down and paying him 300 days to sit there. He never even takes the, the front sail out of the roller farther. Yeah. And puts back in just to see if it's tied on. <laughs> you know, something you might want to do before you're going to go to the fucking Pacific. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, and the gas, right? It had been like 10-year-old diesel because the guy had lived on it, hadn't gone anywhere or whatever. And uh, I was like, yeah, fuck yeah, have that electron, you know, send that, th have the guy come down, fuck all that. No, he's like, oh, no, no, no. Once I bought a, I bought two bags of Raycors. We'll throw them over as we go. Oh, shit. Oh, I, I didn't know that I didn't, I didn't know enough to know how fucked up that was yet. Oh, my yeah. God. That trip up to Seattle. I'll have to do a whole episode on that. But we got stuck out of Nia Bay. Because uh, we had to cut that front sail off in the storm. So all I had was the main and we couldn't make enough to get past the tide from coming in off the off of the off the shelf. Yeah. You start getting close to that tip and then the tide turns and <laughs> you're oh, back yeah. 12 miles. Like after three attempts, right? That's what, like 18 hours. We finally called the fucking coast. He's had to pull us in. Oh, geez. It was like jettison fucking everything. Call the coasties. Yeah. Yeah, well, the one thing I learned about it was since I really didn't, I mean, sailing is actually the easy part. It's fixing all the shit that breaks. Fuck. That's why I, I am a former big boat owner. <laughs> <laughs> Just, ah, damn. I did, I tried to do it all too. Well, I'm cheap, but you got to know how shit works if you're going right? to be yeah. it. Yeah, no, when you're sitting in Central America somewhere and you can't buy parts, better fix it. Yeah, yeah, you have to actually know how it works because you're gonna have to jerry rig a part or find exactly. a or something. Yeah, yeah, all, all those those that diesel Yanmar, that that was good uh, preparation for owning a tractor. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'll bet yeah. Mm, yeah. Running out of gas, it's not the end of the world, but you know you gotta know how to restart a diesel. Definitely. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. yeah. Well. Oh, yeah. Thanks for. Hey. Uh. Yeah. So shit. Welcome. Yeah. To thanks. Spread the word. Where did you find us? 
Uh, I've actually watched you a few times. Um, I think the last episode I watched, you had a couple on that was selling their house. Stan and Nicole. Yeah. yeah. They're selling down in Bonnie Lake. Uh, and they they did, they permacultured out their place real nice. They put a lot of edibles in and little duck pens and all the shit. Um, so they called the realtor to set up to set it up to sell it. And uh, they were going to list it on the 14th. And they called her two days ago, I think. And she's like, no, no. No, nope, we're not even gonna list it. We're not like they all these realtors have back pockets of buyers. Yeah. You know, so no, it's it's a crazy market. Yeah, it's it is it, yeah, I don't know. I, I I like my place too much. I don't know. I I'm never gonna sell personally, but my 10 acres in the 10 years that I've owned it, so I bought um, two five acre plots. I bought right. one for about 45,000 and one okay. for 25,000. Yep. Yep. Um, and the one that I bought for 45 is now valued according to the County at 110. So in 10 years, yeah. it's doubled. Yeah. Right. Double and it's and off grid. I mean, it's in the middle of nowhere and it still just keeps going up. The, uh, we bought, Right. We got, I bought, I took three of the, the, they were way behind on their taxes and we bought all three of their lots and I paid them cash for the one. So it got them all cleaned up and another 10 in their pocket. And the other two, I just made them carry the note on yeah. a, point, a point more than Chase was going to give me money at. I was like, here's the note. Here's the letter. I will pay you more. Cause I hate them that much. <laughs> right. Right. She took it. Uh, but yeah, it, uh, shit, we bought those for, 25 a piece, 25, five. And that was six years ago, I think. And their County assessed at 56. Now the five just down into the road, just sold for 150. Yeah. <laughs> Cause they've got power and their power to the corner. I don't, I don't have any hookups, but it, it, if somebody wanted it, it would be there. Yeah. And so, yeah, that's what six X in six years. Yeah, that's amazing. That's really good. Okay. Well, buy and we bought that. You know, it's like we should have paid 50, right? Yeah, yeah. So it would be about the same. It would be about doubling up. But yeah, yeah, it, yeah. No, that's it's the market, you know. And and now there's a huge market for people looking to get off grid. And as wow. technology really increases, you know, that's more of a an opportunity. Um I have so many people ask me, like, how do you do solar in Washington? Because I don't what do you, have. What do you, yeah, what do you got set up? What's your setup look like? So I have nine 315 watt solar panels. Um, and I have a 4,000 watt inverter and um, eight batteries, which are 840 amp hours. So I have roughly 440 usable. Like golf cart size batteries or golf, yeah, there's six volt golf cart lead acid. Six volt, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, so you run a twelve volt, twenty four volt system. system. I run a twenty four volt. Oh, I think I lost you. Or does it run a twenty four volt system into the inverter? Yeah, I run a twenty four volt into the inverter Just to upgrade the those to the uh, to the new batteries. Uh, I would love to go to the new batteries, but the problem is I bought my batteries for... Have you looked at what it would cost to upgrade those to the new batteries? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So it's super expensive. Yeah. It, it's got it's going to be a power curve, right? It'll, it'll, it's got to drop off like a, just a rock here. 
I, but I, I don't know. The competition for the cars, they're going to be sucking up batteries like a mother. They, they, they completely are, right? And, I mean, I love the idea that the lithium-ion batteries come with, like, a 20-year warranty. I mean, I absolutely love that. But a thirteen a $13,000 price tag versus I bought mine for around 1900 Right. right? Yeah, you I mean, that's, replace them a few times. Yeah, and I, I understand, you, you know, I don't necessarily want to replace them, and it's bad for the environment. But on the other hand, when you're setting up, like, money is something. The whole bad for the environment thing, if you if you take into account the actual it's the exact same amount of pollution, right? Instead of like making it into plant 18 miles, you know, 20 miles down and having one smokestack, you've got many smokestacks everywhere. Right. It the 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 loss in transmission, I think the number that I heard was 30% is what a utility loses from what they produce to that gets to the sockets, right? So wow. 30% like slough in an industry is pretty crazy. You could, I mean, that's huge. Yeah. Yeah. You know, if there's, if there's a way for like what four neighbors on the corner of their property to build a some type of like micropower station and feed yeah. themselves and they get 30% ahead by doing it. That, I mean, we're crossing right. Yeah. Solar just, you're, you probably cross 10 cents a kilowatt, right? Or what do you end up, what do you think you're paying yourself? Yeah. It's probably about that. It's probably right about 10 cents. Um, yeah. yeah. And it's, it's, I actually in the, so I've had the solar up now for about, five years, I have never run out of power. I mean, not okay. a single, even in the dead of winter. Now there's about once a year I have to run my generator. Um, but it's, it's really rare. I mean, super rare. Right. So yeah, you get a Jenny out there with a big old propane pig and some gas and have <laughs> multiple ways that you get back up on your back up on your back up and you're just sad. Oh yeah. No one is none in my spot. If you have one of something, you might as well say you have nothing because they break all the time. Well, yeah, I think my internet is going down. How many trees there are out here? Like, <coughs> oh, let's try that. I'd have to sign back in. Oh. I'm back. Okay. There it is. Okay. You're back. Yeah. Maybe this, we just got a huge downpour. I didn't remember. I'm playing with new. Yeah. Well, I have Starlink out at the property and it works great. Okay. That's where we are going next. They wouldn't, uh, Long Branch was on the, like, they wouldn't sell it to me yet list. Um, I think because there is phone cabling in the street. I'm yeah. on deprioritized or whatever. Um, my wife hates Elon Musk. <laughs> it's almost like saying the T word. <laughs> it's so funny. It's so funny. It's just a personality thing, right? But so since she hates him, now she's on this terror about these 40,000 satellites that are going to fuck up her night sky. Right. <laughs> <laughs> It's good, man. You get forty thousand up there; they're going to be really seeable. But but okay. everybody I've heard that's had it said they're uh, actually getting faster than published speeds. Oh, so 
Um, I did a speed test about a month ago and I'm getting about 120 megs down, which is amazing. I think I lost you again. Ah, shit. There you are. Yeah, my inner fucking goofy. Uh, yeah, there you go. Okay. Well, so what did you yeah. get on your speed test? You said you did about a month ago? Yeah, about a month ago, I got 120 megs down on the download. Okay, jeez, yeah, that's that's smoking it up. Do you try to publish anything up? Um, I have, and it's pretty fast too, but it's not nowhere near there. But in comparison, so right. I cannot get any other type of internet other than satellite. So I used to have a company called Viasat, right? Um, and they were actually better than HughesNet. They were good. Okay, but it was twelve megs down, right? So this is. I mean, this is, yeah, exactly. 10 X. This is amazing. Oh. Um, are they using different frequency or something? They, their satellites are way different. Yeah. They're lower. When you hit like via sat or HughesNet, you have to point to the South and all the stuff for, um, Starlink is in the North for some reason. Okay. So until they get the other birds going. Yeah. yeah. So now the only, lower. The, only the only problem with Starlink is it drops um, in a, in an average minute. Mine probably drops ten times, but it's only millisecond drops. Ooh, I wonder if that would affect the streaming stuff. So when I'm on Zoom and things like that, it affects streaming. Um, oh yeah, because you're on it now, right? Are you out there? Yeah. Or, oh no, you're up at the. You're yeah, I'm up at Edmonds. Yeah, but anything that buffers, you never okay. even notice it. Yeah, yeah, as long as there's buffering in the stream. Yeah, somebody was saying that was nice uh, uh, watching this or whatever in the background because you can, you can actually listen to a conversation now without the lag being so long that it's just not listenable. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Which is kind of cool. Well, sweet. All right. Well, ah, boom. Uh, well, what's today? Friday? Uh, call in next Friday. Think of some jazz stuff. So the guy uh, that Mark, the guy that I interviewed that was talking about that vinyl, um, yeah, he's going to start doing a little 10, ten minute segment for us on like some history of like jazz and an album or something. And uh, I'm making him pick out like the five coolest shows each for the next weekend around the country. So it'll give people a week going to see live music. Very cool. Oh, no, All right. Well, hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna email you, reach out to you. I want to talk about maybe putting your coffee in my tents uh, and yurts. I lost you again. Nice. All right. I'll see you. All right, Brian. Yeah. I'll talk, like literally you drive by I'm like eh, 10 blocks off of I5. <laughs> he's out, he's out. Okay, okay. Wow! Friday. Oh gosh. Well, we'll see how bad this stream is uh when I when I publish it and then I've been messing around with my router and positioning and all the crap off my screen and then I can see the comment section. Uh, um uh, Brian at Lots Project is going to uh, send me out.
some Cat5 cable that I am going to string from the actual house out here at the studio. And hardwire this thing. That should, uh, that should help stabilize the stream. I don't know if that's going to help with the guests or anything. Oh, there he is right there. Boom. Okay, let's see. He says uh, we got a hardwire. Technical, technical help. Technical help from the uh, from the from the audience screen. Anyways, yeah. So uh, cable coming out, and uh, the... <laughs> you need to hardwire that shit. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Well, it's definitely going to show us uh, if the problem is my laptop or the connection. I think it's the connection. Um, I'm showing it blasting on the laptop connecting to the router. And the router's connecting to the Ethernet, but the little thing up on my uh, up on my streamyard that shows like the outbound signal shows me that my connection is not stable. So yeah, who knows? The plug, the plug, it'll happen, it'll happen. Uh Mr. Shrey. <laughs> uh I was just checking float comments down there. If you're watching on float, your comments won't uh, pop up on the comment stream. So, but if you do comment on float, I got my phone down here and I can see that, uh, in the background. Oh, did we miss my pet cat? Do, 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 do. That was a great caller though. Market Edmonds. I love it. Did you hear that? So he is opening a glamping spot on Lake Kokanee. Uh, it's up by Cushman. That is uh man, you, or you want to, or Lake Cushman to catch kokanee trout. You want to catch fish? That is, that is the place. Uh, and actually, this morning I was working on my next uh, Airbnb experience um, to upload. Uh, I am going to take people kayak fishing um, that want to learn to catch trout or bass. Basically, uh, there's a couple of. There's one uh, Steel Lakes two blocks down, uh, five mile lakes, mile or two. Um, they stock those. So people that don't have boats, right, that live in apartments, can't store shit, blah, blah, blah. So instead of just renting boats, you can rent a, uh, you can rent a uh, Airbnb guide. Not a fishing guide. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I got to look all that up. But yeah, whatever I need to do to get around that. I'm a nature guide. Just happens to bring you a fishing rod. Oh, uh, so anyway, yeah, the Airbnb experiences, uh, um, super fun. So that that's uh, that's what I started working on this morning. I'm gonna get that up by the end of the day. Um, so, uh, oops, two Brian's. That's hilarious. Ha <laughs> ha, kabonks on. <laughs> He's giving us the wolf. <laughs> oh god damn okay oh yeah yeah i suppose the whole point of the show we're 42 minutes in ah sorry people <laughs> so the whole point of the show was going to be old dogs and new tricks uh so uh my stepson Cass uh wanted to he he got uh he got coveted <laughs> i guess his phone was too close to somebody else's phone it was too close to somebody else's phone so whatever <laughs> When you're a union guy for Boeing, that just means you get days off. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, yeah. So he had days off. Uh, so we went, uh, we just had an atmospheric river uh, drop in. And uh, 
goddamn. So it just hammered off the Pacific for like a week straight. There's all kinds of like, we're losing like highways are highways are mudsliding and all kinds of shit. Um, but anyway, when it gets like that and there's like, <laughs> when they tell you to stay out of the water because there's a tsunami coming and you grab the surfboard and fucking head out. Yeah. That's me and like snow. <laughs> so uh, I was like, yeah, yeah, that sounds like enough snow. We can go have some actual fun. Um, so we headed up yesterday and, uh, yeah, it turned into Sierra cement. The The rain came back down on it and just flattened eight feet of it out to like 18 inches of like literal concrete. <laughs> Think of skiing in concrete slurry. Oh, dog. <laughs> that was fucking, it was, it was pretty crazy. Um, so uh, I decided to go to the terrain park Um since the Olympics are on and you got to see all the Sean White like throwing himself off a fucking pipe and all that. The last time I had been to a terrain park was like, poof, we'll have to check with the squirrel. But I'm going to say 10 years ago. Uh, how old's Denali? Yeah, fuck. It was older than that. God, I'm getting old. What the hell? Something's wrong. So, uh, <laughs> so, they used to build the terrain park back now. Yeah, I guess that was back. That was before all the fancy shit. There wasn't all those rails and all the half pipe. Nah, there was half, there was, there was half pipes and tabletops. That was it. There was none of this fancy kid shit that they got now. So I'm pretty good in a half pipe. My board's ridiculous though. It's like, it's like a 169 rocket Reeves. For those of you who don't snowboard, it's like driving a dump truck around town and trying to play with Ferraris. But, man, I play golf with the one iron. I love a challenge. So, <coughs> I'm coming down the half pipe. Bam, boom, bam. Didn't kill myself. That was good. <coughs> I'd never gone off that tabletop, ever. <coughs> Usually the kids all fucking sit around and talk about bullshit before they do it. always annoyed me oh nice smoke ring uh yeah fuck you're gonna go down just hit the shit so <coughs> yeah i just come off the fucking i come off the half pipe and i still got speed and they're all running the things on like these little like 120s 140s i got a fucking 169 she goes so head down fucking hit that tabletop somewhere like 10 or 12 feet up in the air as I realize I'm not even going to land near the jump. <laughs> I had so much fucking speed. I out jumped the landing ramp. <laughs> if you've never seen anyone come down off of that shit onto like actually flat land, well, not flat land. It's still a hill, but compared to the backside of a, if you look at those landing ramps, they're almost straight down. Because you're falling out of the sky, right? And you fall onto the ground that's going straight down. And you keep your momentum and nothing bad happens to you. Yeah. <laughs> when you out jump the entire fucking ramp, you land on the flat. Like, boop. Oh, fuck. So, that used to be just up from where the old bar was. So, everybody would sit out on that old deck sunshine just watching people just torch themselves on the fucking half pipe and the 
and the tabletop. And I guess that was my day. I got to be the entertainment. Oh, fuck. After I came back to shits everywhere, uh, you just, there's a standing ovation from the deck. So, yesterday, while Cass was in taking a piss through his 27 layers of clothing that took him like fucking half an hour, there was a ski patrol dude on the way up that I was just hanging outside. Well, I had a ridiculous moose costume on. So we got to talking about the fucking tabletop explosion by the old bar because we were the, we were on the part. That part wasn't open. We were on the other part of the hill. So... I was like, yeah, yeah. So where are you hiding the, like, where's the jumps? Where's half pipe? Then he totally like told me that they didn't have one at all. I'm like, oh no, they, we don't have it on this side. They don't, yeah. And went on with this day. Three runs later, ta-da, there's a fucking terrain park. There's a whole terrain park over there. So yeah, yeah. It was so funny that he was trying to tell me that it didn't exist. Uh, so once I found the terrain park, they have all that shit like on the Olympics now with the pipes and the like slidey boards and all that, oh, all that crap. Yeah. Never been on them. Never been on them, but I watched a lot of it on TV. <sighs> Squirrel says that you're supposed to watch professional bowling. So I figure. I watched enough Olympics. I got this. So I'm cruising down. And the first one is this like, uh, what do you call that? It's like a slider. It's like a, a, a one foot wide rail with like white poly Lexan shit down the middle of it. And like, uh, let's see. Ow. Okay. Okay. Now I remember the shape of it kind of like rounded angle iron for the sides so what i found out is when you're when you're sliding down a rail with the board you can't you you have no friction at all to the anything whatever you started up at or are on trajectory for that's what's gonna happen you can't like you can't adjust at all because the like it's slipping on the thing. So if you try to do an adjustment, the only thing that will happen is the exact opposite. Oh, my pet cat! See? Uh, so <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, I was going a little bit off before I got to the end of it. So I tried to make an adjustment to get back on it. Which now that I know it's the opposite, oh fuck, yeah. So board went flying out. I ended up landing on the pipe and sliding off the end of it and then fucking scorpioned myself. Oh, it was, it was epic. So anyway, uh, the second time went much better. Now that I understood the physics of how the fucking thing actually worked. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. Okay. And, and the first time I'm coming down at the fucking thing and there's these little ramps before the tricks, right? That like looks like on TV, like it just puts you on the thing yeah okay so about 10 feet out well my goggles are like 30 years old all the foam's completely gone from them uh so it's kind of foggy so yeah cruising down at the at the square box glider thing slider and uh i realize the little rampy thing that gets you onto it 
like that ends right at it is about i don't know a foot below the thing so if you don't jump yourself up the ramp isn't going to help you get up onto it um you're just gonna bam straight into the fucking end of it and boom face plant steel so yeah yeah i like i figured that out 10 feet before i got on the thing so yeah you know i didn't do that uh that was good that was good uh got to ski some fucking okay so that was the new dog trick part yeah i didn't get killed Woohoo! still here i definitely did not use any plain cream when i got home because i did definitely not need to do anything about nothing available foodforcefarms.com ah. uh see Woo. scorpion yesterday i could still move today ha Oh, such a great song. Oh, yes, yes. Okay, so then uh, I'll say, so after I killed myself in the train park, we decided longevity, we should go ski some normal shit. Uh, so, yeah, I love super, super steep and trees. Uh, but Cassidy, my stepson, he's a good kid. But I'd say, you know, he's skied. Nah, yeah, he'll get there. He'll get there. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, like, ah, yeah, yeah. Learning to ski and snowboard. Okay, okay. Hey, I learned how to ride a half pipe watching the Olympics. You could learn how to snowboard just listening to me tell you. That's how I learned, actually. Uh, so I totally fucked my knee up in the ski accident. Oh, man. Yeah, I was just bumming this downhill. Oh, oh so fast. Just dropped off this ridge, flying through the air. <laughs> like, it just went awry. Uh, so, no cartilage in my knee anymore. So, uh, no meniscus. Uh, so that's why I started snowboarding because I like trying to trying to control a single ski with that much oomph, and I can't stay away from moguls. You give me a pair of skis, I would I could go show you some tricks. Uh, so, <clears throat> since I can't stay away from moguls, I had to get a snowboard. It was the only way to s stay functional. Um, so yeah, yeah, the uh, but. My brother was like, okay, here's the deal. You got a snowboard, whatever. Then I'll, I'll snowboard with you, and we'll figure this shit out. So neither of us had snowboarded. We'd skied since we were uh, whatever. Um, so <laughs> our strategy was look for somebody who looked like they were a good snowboarder and jump on the lift with them and smoke them out and then get all their secrets. <laughs> so... Yeah, yeah. We learned to snowboard on the way up the Winter Park chairlift. <laughs> that was it. One fatty joint with a dude who looked like he could board that was a local. And he gave us the lowdown. And he, like, you know, we, told, we gave him the, the whole...
Okay, I'm back. Oh, so sorry. Communication breakdown. Oh, fuck you, interwebs. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, oh, I even forgot what story I was telling you. Some crazy snowboarding story. Oh, yeah, learning how to, learning how to snowboard on the way up the chairlift. Yeah, so, uh, so yeah, so the dude told us everything. You know, just... Yeah. If you're skiing, snowboarding, whatever, start at the very beginning. Don't learn on a wussy little flat slope that has no incline. Like the story I told you about earlier, right? Falling onto flat things hurts a lot more than falling onto slopey things. Because slopey things, your momentum goes down the hill and you don't fall straight in the earth. So that's where most people get hurt is learning to ski or snowboard on relatively flat surfaces because the impacts are so much harder. If you go to something steep, it's way steeper than you're comfy with, um, momentum's your friend, right? Then you don't have to... Then you truly are skiing or snowboarding, right? Because gravity's always trying to suck you to the bottom of the mountain. It's all about making the fall to the bottom of the mountain as graceful and as fun as possible, right? Float on the snow. You shouldn't be out there fighting the snow to stay alive, right? You're, you're, you're seeing the snow as fun things to like, oh, look at that, like 45 degree ramp by that tree where I could shoot out the backside of it. It would go over there, like, woo, float, float, floating. Think about floating, not fighting. So, yeah, yeah, float down the hill and don't be afraid of the hill, Aim your shoulders and your upper body down the fucking hill. Down the hill. No place else. Down the hill. Right? As soon as you turn yourself because you start to get scared about your speed either side, you actually accelerate, not decelerate. To decelerate, bend your knees. Snowboarding or skiing don't matter. Right? Get your ass to the ground in the things that you are riding on, on these big edges. They will grind into the snow, right? And create friction at a turn, right? The shape of the turn is how much braking you want, right? Think of like going into a turn with a car and you just take your foot off the gas. You could like turn the wheel a little harder, it definitely slows the car down, right? and glide the corner real nice and carry your momentum so don't fight the hill don't be scared the worst that's gonna happen is you're gonna crash and if you don't reach out to stop yourself if you're just like yeah fucking hey here we go and roll with the momentum of the hill yeah sometimes you just pop right back up keep rolling other times you gotta go collect your shit there you go so Go learn something new. You just heard Mark calling in. He's ready to like design a website. Probably hasn't done that before. Gonna run a camp. Probably hasn't done that before. Go do it. Go do it. He got his off-grid shit going. He lives, uh, oh, he's like an hour and an hour, 10, hour 20. It depends on traffic. He's north of me. Sounds like his place out on the uh, out on the peninsula is uh, uh, you'd have to drive a little weird S turn thing, but you go through some really cool country to go camp to camp. So shit, hey, now we're gonna have two fun camps out here. Uh, so come camp with us. 
All right, everything else, foodforcefarms.com, foodforcefarms.com. Come see me. All right, thanks for everybody who tuned in. Sorry for all the technical bullshit. Have a great day. Love you. Bye. Well, either you're shaking your head or you're saying, hmm, I think I might have just learned something. Well, if you're the latter rather than the former, <laughs> help scrambling out. Those bongs are not going to pack themselves. Let's keep him in the weed he is accustomed to smoking. The best way to do that is to buy coffee. Foodforestfarms.com. Foodforestfarms.com. Just go buy great specialty roasted coffee. That's why the website exists. Make it super easy for you. Now, if you want coffee on the monthly at the absolute rock bottom price, there's a little button below that says, join the club. Well, get on in there and join the club. Now, if you got a little something or something and you need some cannabinoid products to maybe do something or nothing, Cannabinoid Natural Foods is here to help you out. We have the best and yummiest treats and body products with USDA certified organic hemp derived CBD and CBG products. Just go over to cannabinoidnaturalfoods.com and place an order. And hey, if you want some of those products on the monthly and the absolute breast price, join the club. The button's right below it. If you do join either of those clubs, you also get free tickets to Squatch Fest in May and October. That's our weekend camping and music festival. You get half off to any live workshops at the homestead. And you get a free booth if you vend at our maker's market. As well as any premium content I put out, you'll always get for free. And you have access to me for mentorship for any small business or entrepreneurial endeavors. Foodforestfarms.com. Go there today. Get finest specialty coffee on the planet, roasted by me, for you. Enjoy. Thank you for supporting all the hard work. I love making these episodes for you. Have a fantastic day.